Good afternoon. Welcome to the Eco News Report, KHSU's weekly program covering environmental issues that matter most on the North Coast and in our bioregion. I'm your host this week, Jennifer Call, Director of Humboldt Baykeeper, and today my guest is Jasmine Segura, who is Humboldt Baykeeper's Bay Tours Coordinator. Thanks so much for being on the Eco News today, Jasmine. Oh, thanks for having me. Before we get into talking about our upcoming Earth Day paddle and cleanup event and other bay tours that we have planned for this year, I'd like to make a few announcements about some upcoming planning issues, primarily in the local area. So Humboldt County has been discussing a countywide rezoning that's been in the news quite a bit because it's fairly controversial. The plan is to rezone something like 500,000 acres across the county. And in recent months, there have been a lot of community meetings about this that the county has sponsored once they realize how just how controversial it was. They, they put it on pause and they set up a bunch of community meetings and tonight, the, the Humboldt County Planning Commission is going to be considering what they call text amendments, which will be basically mitigating some of the potential impacts of all these rezones. So, for example, one that we have commented on is the, the streamside management area rules, which, which basically protect riparian buffer zones around streams and wetlands. And this, the short version is the county general plan years ago, it was decided to make some changes to those rules, but those changes haven't been implemented yet. And so the plan now is to implement some of the more major changes in the wording of the, the zoning rules, which basically set the stage for what kind of development is allowed in certain areas. Because if, if the county just went ahead and rezoned those properties without the new rules coming into effect that were voted on, then people would be developing with the new zoning under the old 1984 rules. And it, it's just, it's much more methodical and good planning to do it this way. So anyway, tonight, the County Planning Commission at 6 p.m. will be taking up those text amendments which cover a range of issues, and it will be broadcast on Humboldt Access Channel 12, as usual, or streaming online. And then the Board of Supervisors will vote on whatever the Planning Commission recommendations are, so there'll be more opportunities to weigh in on that. Another issue that's coming up soon is on March 26th, the county will have a workshop on sea level rise and tsunami safety, and this is part of the Humboldt Bay area plan for the coastal zone in the area. So county has, again, documents that date back to the 1980s that govern development and environmental protections in the coastal zone. And they're in the process of updating those. And they're having a bunch of separate workshops because there's a lot of different issues involved. One of them is developing cannabis rules for the coastal areas. One of them is actually changing the zoning of the coastal dependent industrials so that those properties will be allowed to have what they call interim uses, so not just restricted to coastal dependent industry. But this one on March 26 at 6 p.m. will be on sea level rise and tsunami safety. And we'll post the, the links to these, all these documents so you can find out when, where, and get more information on the KHSU archives page. But this workshop will be at the Humboldt County Agricultural Center on South Broadway in Eureka. 
And this is really important because the county is in the process of developing policies to guide development in areas that are going to be subject to sea level rise in the not so distant future. And, you know, it's not it's not an emergency at this point. But as I heard someone say recently, very eloquently, it will only be a disaster if we fail to plan for it. So part of the idea here is, you know, let's not keep developing in areas we know will be underwater, especially putting residences, roads, and important public infrastructure in those areas, and then planning for public infrastructure that needs to be moved out of those areas in a methodical way rather than waiting you know, for an emergency to take them out. And a lot of the public infrastructure is things we all rely on and take for granted every day, like drinking water lines and sewer lines and the wastewater treatment plants in Arcata and Eureka in particular are very, very vulnerable to sea level rise. Power lines, fiber optic cable, the power plant itself is fairly close to the ocean. So And then on another note with sea level rise, our local sea level rise planner, Aldron Laird, is going to be doing a talk at HSU Thursday, March 28th at 530. And this is part of the HSU Sustainable Future Speaker Series. And it will be in Founders Hall 118. And the talk is titled Humboldt Bay on the Threshold of Change, Sea Level Rise Challenges to a Sustainable Future. So basically with two meters of sea level rise predicted for 50 years or so from now, depending on how much we either slow down or speed up climate change by our own greenhouse gas emissions, we need to be thinking about all these things. So Alderaan has done a lot of thinking about it and studying it, and he will be talking more about that a week from tonight. Okay, so Jasmine, let's let's talk about the Bay Tours. So once again, we have been graciously funded for the next two years by the California Coastal Conservancy's Explore the Coast grant. Which, That's right. Thank um, you so much. Yeah, it's really wonderful because it enables us to provide all kinds of free tours because the Coastal Conservancy pays for the tours, renting the kayaks, yeah, and the equipment and the guides, and we also partner with other people to take people out on the Matiquette. So there's all kinds of things that we offer through this awesome grant. Right, and we, you know, people may know that we used to have a Boston Whaler, and we took people out on tours every weekend when the weather was decent. We were aiming for four tours a weekend for a long time there, but it could only fit about six people. Right, And so these tours are really great because they enable us to bring a lot more people out on the bay. They enable us to bring beginner kayakers. So That's if you've right. never tried kayaking and then lots of other people that we've been working with who right. don't normally have a chance to get out on the bay. So exactly. why don't you talk first about the first event of the season, which is coming up on Earth Day? Yes. Right. Hi. So April 20th from 1030 to 2. We are partnering with the Wiat Tribe and Coast Seafood to take folks out on the water. So what we do is you meet us all at the Aquatic Center, and we get you geared up. Everything is free, kayaks, wetsuits, 
safety vests <laughs> and guides, like I said, get you out on the water. We paddle out to Tulawat, which is Indian Island. We clean up the area and hang out and enjoy the beautiful day, have a snack, and then paddle back. It's a wonderful opportunity to see that part of the bay and to do a wonderful thing for the area and to meet different community members who are doing just awesome and interesting things. The Coast Seafood guys are wonderful. They volunteer their time. They usually work, I think they have a shift at 3 o'clock in the morning, and they're, they're done at 7, and they come over straight away afterwards. So they've been working a full day before they even come and see us. And they go out and they're super enthusiastic and they take all the garbage away for us, weigh it up. And it's just a wonderful event. It's, it's easy. It's free. You don't have to be experienced. You do have to be over the age of 12, however. What else do I need to tell about that? Oh, you know, sunscreen, all that kind of stuff. But you do need to RSVP with us. We only have space for 25 people and, and the space is filling up quickly. So if you do want to RSVP you want to contact me at tours at humboldtbaykeeper.org or you can call me at 707-616-7261 humboldtbaykeeper.org 616-7261 and also if people have their own boats if you have a canoe or a kayak that you want to bring down to the waterfront at the Humboldt Bay Aquatic Center and meet us there you're welcome to do that just let Jasmine know. Be sure to RSVP and let her know you're coming. The great thing about these tours is the Humboldt Bay Aquatic Center provides everything you'll need. So you just show up in clothes. You don't mind getting wet with a water bottle and a hat and sunscreen or whatever. And then they get everyone outfitted in wetsuits and give you the kayaks and they give some paddling lesson and safety lesson on land. And then they have certified guides who go with us. And so it's just the easiest way you can get experience kayaking if you've never done it before. It's surprisingly easy as long as it's not too windy or stormy, in which case, you know, of course, the guides will tell us, no, this is not happening today because of right. that. But we exactly. I don't think we've ever had to cancel we've an We've never. Earth we've Day been or... really lucky, yeah. So mm-hmm. we do this twice a year for Earth Day and for Coastal Cleanup Day in September. Right. And, yeah, we've been really lucky with the weather, and it's always just beautiful to get out on the water and clean up some garbage and there's always more garbage out there there's stuff washes up from that's right eureka falls off the bridge or blows off the samoa bridge onto the island and so oftentimes a representative of the weat tribe will come and give a a talk about the weat tribe in indian island and then we'll go out there and they they are very gracious to allow us to go into their center of the universe, which right. is a very sacred site to them. Site of one of the biggest genocides in Humboldt County's history. That's right. And that they have been working to restore by remediating all kinds of toxic stuff from past activities like a boatyard and stuff. And then they, they've also been reviving the world renewal ceremony there that was interrupted in 1860 when hundreds of women and children and elders were murdered by white settlers who wanted to take their land, including the island. So we'll do it again in September for Coastal Cleanup Day if you miss out this time around. But these are basically our only public events now because we have begun focusing 
not so much on the public, but, you know, instead of the general public, we've been focusing on people who... Just underrepresented communities, really, like people in our communities, Latinos who speak Spanish. So we partner with English Express, and we do a bilingual tour on the Mataquette, and that is super fun. And it's not just Latinos, it's people from, I think, eight or nine different countries are represented. So it's super fun to go out there. We all gather around in a circle, people introduce themselves, and they talk about, they say what country they're from. And then we all get on the boat. And it's just a super fun way to to celebrate our area and welcome people into our communities. We also are partnering with the Eureka Community Services District, which is formerly the Eureka Parks and Rec. And we're doing a couple of activities where we're going on in the Mataquette with folks from the Serenity Inn. So these are communities of people who are in transitional housing families, elderly people who have never been on the on the boat before. It just gives them a, an opportunity for people just to have fun and to learn about our local watersheds. Yeah, and we do these tours in partnership with the Mataquit, who provides very affordable charters for our tours. And it's really wonderful because, you know, it's it's not cheap to go out on the Mataquit if you're living on a budget. So this is a great way to provide this opportunity for people who may not be able to afford it or may not feel comfortable just showing up to a public tour and getting tickets. And so we have special tours. And the Mataquit captains are fantastic. Oh, man, they're Natural wonderful. Natural history tour leaders. And so... It's a great chance for people to get out on the water if you've never been on Humble Bay and just see the places you're used to seeing from either a car or on the Bay Trail, Eureka Waterfront Trail. And so you can see a lot of the industrial past of Humboldt Bay and, and the legacy that's left behind. You can see all kinds of birds, and we usually see harbor seals, sometimes yeah, a sea so lion. Mm-hmm. Once we saw a whale... In Humboldt Bay. <laughs> I did not see the whale. <laughs> that that was unusual. It was amazing. And then we do tours with Camp Cooper. That's right. So Camp Cooper is another, operates off also under the umbrella of the Eureka Community Services. And they are a low-income summer camp for kids ages, I think it's 5 to 12, something like that. So we we do back-to-back Mataquette tours for them. So they walk down from wherever they're... The, I think it's at the Muni where, where they have their activities during the day. And they come and hang out down by the Mataquette's plaza. And they get on the boats. And it's super fun. And they're just adorable. <laughs> they have a great time. And they're so well-behaved. It's, it's really kind of astonishing. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. Yeah, Zippo. Shout out to Zippo, our captain. She is always just so thrilled to be on the boats with us and take those kids out on the water. It's super fun. Yeah, and if people want to go on a Mataquit tour of their own, I just spoke to some staff over there yesterday, and they said they're starting tours early this year. So they'll be beginning public cruises May 18th. They have a range of cruises. They have the historically narrated cruises, and the ever-popular cocktail cruises, which are at 5.30 in the evening, so you can go out and enjoy the the late afternoon now with the time change and sunset, perhaps. That's right. And then they also have eco-wildlife-slash-history cruises Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. 
So you can just go to the Madiket Plaza there and buy tickets. And it's at the foot of C Street in Eureka. So great way to enjoy the bay and get out maybe with your coworkers after work or family visiting from out of town. It's the longest continuously used ferry in the United States, I believe. And I think it's, you're right. mm-hmm. it's just a fantastic opportunity and enjoy the bay anytime you want to. If you're just joining us, this is the Eco News Report, and I'm Jen Kalt of Humboldt Baykeeper, and my guest today is Jasmine Segura, also of Humboldt Baykeeper. Hi. Jasmine is our Bay Tours coordinator, and she is in her sixth year. Is that oh my right? Gosh. Yeah, crazy. I think it is. It is. Time flies. Year six of coordinating these tours, and when you came on board with Baykeeper, you were charged with doing outreach, particularly to Spanish-speaking That's right. residents in the area, to provide them with the opportunity to go on boat tours and. Jasmine has just done a fantastic job figuring out the best way to do that. And one of the ways is partnering with English Express, which is a nonprofit English as a second language school that has sites in Eureka, Fortuna, Redway, Garberville, uh-huh. Redway. And then they're also teaching classes at Co Seafoods for Co Seafood employees. That's now. right. And Marianne Heitken is the, the force behind. English Express. She's wonderful. She's amazing. I've had her on as a guest in the past, and she is just a very inspirational person who she runs these classes not as like a college class where you would take tests and that sort of thing, but this is a way to really get people to learn how to function in everyday life. And so she'll bring in guests like a pharmacist or a nurse practitioner, somebody who teaches them the kinds of English words that you would need to call a doctor and make an appointment and tell them what your symptoms are or talk to the pharmacist and, you know, tell them what you need and all kinds of things. Totally. She does all kinds of stuff. Everything to do with living a life, like where, you know, maybe people have a full-time job and they have kids and they're trying to learn English. They don't need to be taking tests and having the stress. Yeah, that extra anxiety is just not, not necessary. So Jasmine has been going into the English Express classes for several years now. For example, talking about our study of mercury levels in Humboldt Bay fish and shellfish. And one of the new features that we're really going to be focusing on this summer is lots more hikes in coastal areas. So one of the sites we'll be bringing people to is the Humboldt Bay Botanic Garden. So we're, again, going to use Coastal Conservancy funding to pay the admission fee for a group tour so right, that the right. students and their families, so even their kids, can come along. And so right. that'll be a great way to introduce people to the amazing Humboldt Botanic Garden. And then what other hikes do we have planned? I know you've already done one on the Eureka Waterfront Trail. Yeah, we're going to do, do that one again because that was super popular. That was a really cool one. It was really nice to go out with people. It was- there was a, a a couple with their family and the little boy was on a bike and the mom made this really great commentary. It's like, well, when my husband's down at, you know, the Target down the street, I can take the kids out on the trail and like entertain them while he goes, he does the thing that he needs to do. And, and just, you know, things like that, where it just, 
it's really bringing people in the community together. And when they are exposed to certain trails like that, they would never normally see otherwise. And in a lot of situations with communities, especially within like the, the immigrant community, there's a lot of fear of, of going out in public for a lot of the you know obvious reasons. And so this, this sort of bridging the like, you know, the big, the big word is intersectionality, you know, between like social groups and the, the environmental, environmental groups is really, really important to, to Humboldt Baykeeper to us. And so this is, which is such a cool and easy way to do something like that, where you can connect with different types of members of our community and they become stewards of our environment as a result. Yeah, and it's just been really fantastic watching the way you've made this whole program evolve because when we first started out, you know, we, you and I basically inherited a grant that we hadn't been involved in the development of the proposal. And it told us what we were going to do, which was try to incorporate Spanish speaking residents into our regular tours, was really the approach. And a big lesson that that we've learned that I try to share with my colleagues in the environmental movement because, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, we need to have a more diverse range of people, not just ethnicities, but ages and backgrounds and, you know, so on. Like everyone relies on the environment for, you know, our food and for our health, but it is not necessarily an all-encompassing type of field in terms of the work we do. There's sort of an exclusivity sometimes that like the environmental movement has, I don't know, shown other people. So this is just a, it's just a really easy way for us to do that. And I, you know, my, my takeaway from this is that if you want to bring different types of people into, like into the fold, you have to go to them. And that's like the big lesson that we've learned. Right. So just, you know, trying to invite people to our events was not working because, you know, we need to go to them and see, ask what they need, go to their events and participate in their activities. And so that's what has really been successful in so many ways. And so, you know, part of the reason that we made these changes as well is we would be doing these public tours, the free kayak tours in particular, and people would come and and say, you know, I'm 70 years old and I've grown up, I've been born and raised in Eureka and I've never been out on the bay. And although it was, you know, really moving to hear that, it was also kind of heartbreaking to think of someone growing up in Eureka and never having that opportunity. But, you know, kayaks and all the gear and everything you need, is all very expensive. I mean, you can rent it for reasonable price at the and it's Bay scary, Aquatic Center. You know? but, yeah. So, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, like it's it's kind of scary out there. Yeah, it's a lot of water and the it's currents cold. are pretty intense if you go at the wrong time of day, you know, relative to the tides and if you don't know what you're doing, it can be very intimidating. And so having the certified guides, you know, it's just it's just such a wonderful opportunity. And so We've we've offered some tours for teenagers. We're going to do that again this year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's really great. Seeing teenagers put their cell phones in a locker and walk away from their phone and be out in nature, out oh in the biggest open space we have in in you know right next to all these 
cities that we live in is just fantastic. And, and just, they have you know, a great time. teenagers being teenagers, you know, just, <laughs> they're just total brats, but they're having a great time. It's, it's awesome. So there's a couple more tours that you have planned. One of them we did last year, and we're going to do it again, and that's the library tour. You want to that's talk right. a little bit about that Yeah, program? so last year, a dear friend of mine who works at the library, she was sort of lamenting this fact that you know they have well they have this summer reading program and at the end of this of the season they give out these little plastic toys at the end she's like i wish they were something more meaningful and so she she's actually made the the proposition of us doing a Madiket tour for people who completed the summer reading program and so we did that last year and it was super successful susan from the library came down with a whole little wagon full of books. And so all the participants not only got a Madiket trip, but they got to pick out a free book for themselves. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was super fun. And it was, it was for all ages, not just for kids. Anybody who is involved and, and completes a summer reading program can go on these tours with us. And it's just a really good time. So last year it was called Reading Takes You Everywhere. That's so right. That was a perfect yeah, it was the per- yeah, it was- final celebration for that program. And just so fun to get kids in particular out on the water for the first time, many of them. In the past, we've also taken out Arcata High School's advanced biology class, I think it was. Right, uh-huh. And really, the Madikits charter tours are really quite affordable. It's, it's really amazing. Yeah, we're really lucky um, to have them. So if you have any ideas about tour groups that we might be able to take out on a tour, give us a call. That could be, you know, basically Jasmine has gone out in the community and made partnerships wherever she can with people she knows or, you know. Yeah, there's another like, one. Can I yeah, get another one? Yeah, studio. Yeah, so the studio in Cadmus and Clay is a space, it's an art space for adults with developmental disabilities. And so during the summer, another Madiket trip, it's going to be wonderful. They're going to walk down from the studio, get on the boat, take a tour. And then when they get off the boat, there's going to be easels and tables set up, and they're going to do some plain air art out on the Madiket Plaza and have lunch. It's just going to be, I'm so thrilled. I'm very, very excited to see what kind of art they come up with with that event. And they have a studio in Old Town, right? Yeah, that's right, on 3rd and C. That's, there's the, the studio that they work out of, and then their newly, the new gallery is called Canvas and Clay, and that is on, I think it's on F, F and 3rd, in the, in the Carson block, in that newly like, reconstructed Carson oh, block. Oh, yeah, the historic yeah. building. Yeah, right? that gorgeous, gorgeous building. It's a fantastic gallery, so um, with incredible art, they're... Their art, they're just, yeah, I love it. It's, yeah, it's, it makes me happy. So we will have links to all of the above. The Madikit, Canvas and Clay, the library reading program. English um, Express. English Express. We'll put links to all of those programs and then also to our Earth Day tour on the KHSU Archive post for this show. So you don't have to pull over your car or try to remember what we're saying and look it up later. We'll That's put right. up all the links online. And and we hope that some of you can join us for the Earth Day cleanup. Or yep. if not, you can mark your calendar for Coastal Cleanup Day in September and join us on a tour. Yes, please do. Do you want to say the number and email again? Just in sure, case? sure. So again, April 20th 
from 10.30 to 2 p.m. And you can contact me, Jasmine, tours at humboldtbaykeeper.org or call me at 707-616-7261. Great. Well, thanks so much for being here today, yeah, Jasmine. Thanks. I'm it's looking so forward to a new tour season. Me too. <laughs> This has been the Eco News Report. My name is Jennifer Kalt of Humboldt Baykeeper, and I've been your host for the past half hour. I was speaking with Baykeeper's Bay Tours coordinator, Jasmine Segura, about our Bay Tours season that's coming up this year. If you have any questions or comments about this program, please call our listener comment line at 826-6089. If you'd like to replay this interview or share it with others, you can go to the KHSU archives page at khsu.org. Or you can podcast at iTunes or wherever you get podcasts from. Many thanks, as always, to Fred McLaughlin for engineering. Join us again next week for the Eco News Report.